if a man is in his power, he wants women to be powerful. He wants everyone to be powerful. Mm -hmm. He wants everyone to fucking rise. So a man that's not in his power needs power over, right? Because if I a man- I love truly that pause. A man that's not in his power needs power over. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is Jamie, and I'm excited to dive into all the juicy topics around masculinity, femininity, men, relationships, all the things that basically my audience just fucking loves. So we're going to dive straight in. Do you want to give us a quick re- a quick um, like intro, who you are, what you do, and like anything that's really exciting that's happening in your life right now that you feel like you want to celebrate? Sure. Uh, first off, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Feminine is fuck. Let's fucking go. Monica, I'm super <laughs> excited. So I guess I'm going to try to be masculine as fuck over here on. Yes, on please kind of, do. You know, complete everything. But thank you so much for having me on. I really I'm excited to kind of jam with you and um, share what little bits of knowledge I may have to your audience. Um, yeah. So my name is Jamie, um, obviously, as you said. And in terms of like what I classify myself, I guess kind of like a divine comedian or a relationship and transformation coach is kind of what I say. Whenever it comes to like what you classify yourself as, I'm always like, I have fucking no idea. You know what I mean? Because it's always changing so much. But (laughs) essentially just like transformation, helping people in relational containers, ultimately opening up to their power within themselves and then how that translates to, you know, being in a relationship with someone else. Um, I would say the biggest thing that's in my field right now is I mentioned you off the air, but this idea of, divine union uh because i've basically gone through this fucking crazy experience as i kind of told you briefly with my back the past 16 months where you know i have you know my back's been going through all these issues and i've basically been working through so much ancestral kind of trauma and i've just been rendered utterly incapacitated you know haven't been able to do a lot in terms of physical activity and it's kind of like the divine is just trying to fucking deep throat and gag me kind of all the time and I kind of don't have a choice in the matter. And so by, I guess, way of, of not really asking for it, I've kind of been brought up, brought into this space where, you know, I'm having to face my demons, but it's also opening, opening me up to my own kind of divine within myself. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of divine initiation, I guess is the best way to call it is what's really present in my field and kind of what's been kind of, kind of brewing in my life. Love it. Love it. Okay. So let's just dive straight in. And I guess I'll kind yeah, of let's do it. like divine sacred union and commitment yeah. and something that like I've been talking about lately. I, I love it. Roll the sleeves up. We're fucking ready. <laughs> so there is nothing sexier than when a man mm. fucking commits to a woman. And I feel like mm-hmm. for a lot of people, especially a lot of people in the coaching community, they have like mm. found their fucking person in 2022 or like the end of 2021, like there was some Mm -hmm. serious purging between 2020 and 2021. And there has just been this new level of commitment that has come through for a lot of people. They're wanting to commit and they're only now available for somebody else that wants to fully commit Mm -hmm. to them. And the commitment isn't in like, Oh, white boring picket fence thing. It is like Mm -hmm. a fun. I want hot sex for the rest of my life. Like Mm -hmm. fuck me when you get home, like dinner turns into sex kind of (laughs) <laughs> hot relationships, right? And yeah, yeah. Sexy relationships. So yeah. I just kind of want to jam on how sexy it is on a female side for when a man fully mm-hmm. commits to a woman. And what does that take for a man? Like what will get mm-hmm. him there? And what does it take for him to be in that space and to claim yeah. 
woman like that. Totally. So it's emptying the vessel. So it's not emptying his fucking load, you know, emptying his fucking cock of all his, you know, semen or whatever. It's emptying his vessel of ultimately karma, uh, mm-hmm. charges of karma. So what we're seeing like collectively is, you know, it's basically being mirrored individually within us. And we're going to see a lot of divine babies. We're going to see a lot of divine couples because basically what's happening is we're at a threshold where karma is being revealed. Everything that's happening in the world is basically karma coming to the surface. And what happens when karma comes to the surface? You either, you know, let your life burn, which is a lot of what's happening, or you find your heart. Mm. You find your heart in a deeper, in a deeper way. And so we kind of have those two paths to go down. We can stay the same and our life can get harder and we can burn, or we can move into a new energy frequency or a new imprint. And the kind of collective consciousness is kind of prompting this individually within people. And so to answer your question about what does it take for a man, it is karma course correction, mm-hmm. ultimately emptying the vessel so that he's free. So when a man is now completely and utterly free, now he's able to give his love as an offering. He's able to actually choose someone. So like what brings someone clarity, right? What allows someone to have the clarity to be able to commit is they have to have this deep, deep fucking inherent trust in themselves that they're so connected at themselves that they can actually penetrate that energy from a place that doesn't have any energetic leaks, that it's completely ferocious, it's not ambiguous or any of that, and it requires a guy to ultimately put his grief in his balls, mm-hmm. ultimately take the deepest fucking layers of your grief, have it descend downwards, put it into your cock. When a guy puts his grief into his cock, now he has more of this divine frequency coming through and he can actually claim his life, right? So like claiming his woman is just one part of it, but it's about what do I want to contribute to the world? Like what's my sacred offering? Uh, how do I want to show up in community? You know, um, what's my own connection to, to my heart and soul? And then kind of a big beneficiary of that is that he actually has the power to claim and choose. So a guy, the more that he empties, the more that he grounds in his body. And when I say empties, meaning moving more of the cerebral energy into the body and excavating a lot of karma. What's karma? Karma is like stuck energy. Mm-hmm. So right now as karma comes, you know, we're asked to kind of move the karma, excavate the karma. And what happens when karma moves and excavates? Something divine begins to break through. And so that's where I really feel that kind of potency that you're talking about with choosing and claiming is people are having to work through really difficult karma and get really clear about what they want, probably in a way they never have before in their life. Okay. So if we were to break that down into like very human language, like as an example with basically what yeah. you're saying is like a man is not going to commit to a woman until he has his shit sorted. So that means like his career, his purpose, his finances, like he has to have committed to himself. Right. And like really, really um, take all the power back to himself, trust himself, like do himself before he can fully give to a woman. And like what you said, yeah. like, penetrate a woman and have that confidence to do that. So if you were to break down what you were just saying into like normal, mm-hmm. like everyday dude language, what would that look like? Or what would that be like? Well, you know, I think, I think every guy's different, right? Cause I think some people want to be- build kind of their kingdom with quote unquote a queen and they want to rise with her. And so that's a much different container and imprint versus some guys want to have their kingdom and then quote unquote, bring a queen into that kingdom. So there's some guys who like, I need to accept this amount of money and um, be this far along in my career. And that's kind of a very surface way to look at kind of this whole thing, because, you know, 
quote unquote, having your career, your career together, quote unquote, being in a, in a place in your life. Those are really important things, but ultimately those don't really ultimately show where we are quote unquote in our divine masculine. So if I would really break down from more of a divine energy and, you know, it's ultimately a man needs to learn how to father his inner child Mm. because we'll never be able to penetrate a lover. We'll never be able to um, bring our gift to the world if we don't know how to father our inner child. We don't know how to father these aspects of ourselves. So, you know, it really depends obviously on a guy if he wants to build the kingdom with someone or he wants to kind of call in someone. But ultimately, I would say that it's a guy needs to have the capacity to father his younger parts. Mm-hmm. And then he's actually ready to commit to a relationship because he's learned to commit to himself. And so it's really just, I feel about the capacity to trust yourself and commit to yourself kind of at that really, really deep level. Beautiful. Okay. And what do you feel like holds men back from making these commitments, like even to themselves? Well, so a lot of times I feel like guys are not going to do things until they're, they know that they're going to succeed at them, Mm. you know? And so guys want to do something where they know that they're going to be successful. And the thing is, and I I think that applies to relationships too, is, you know, and and where you're referencing is like, Mm. you know, that's where potentially where's my bank account, where am I at in my career? Am I far enough along to want to have kids? So like, you know, a guy's going to, you know, want a lot of times to be at a certain place where he knows he's going to be able to be successful. But, and so relationally, what's going to allow a guy to be successful, you know, ultimately the biggest thing is there has to be a big self-discovery. Yeah. You know, we have to kind of go on the self-discovery because what is the ultimate thing a guy wants? So his career and money is, is one way to ultimately achieve something. And he's trying to achieve freedom. You know, mm-hmm. men are always trying to achieve freedom, but right. I think the ultimate goal of the masculine and, and really, if we're talking about a divine masculine is learning how to actually achieve freedom through consciousness mm-hmm. and actually freedom through the body. So obviously money, career, those are important aspects of freedom, but those are kind of more surface level aspects of freedom. And sometimes men can get lost in those pursuits when they maybe feel trapped internally. And so I think ultimately you know, what really makes a guy ready for quote unquote, the relationship, um, at least in a way that he can contribute energetically, probably in the way that he wants is he wants to be far enough along in his own self discovery, that he's kind of almost learned to free his own consciousness, so Mm -hmm. that he no longer, you know, relies at least as much on maybe these other avenues, or maybe some more of these surface pursuits to find freedom. Yeah. I totally second that. And that self-discovery can be obviously different from for everyone. And, um, and I want to preface that, like, it doesn't mean that, um, you know, the guy that you're with has to go and do like a million different shamanic retreats for that to happen. Like the self-discovery can happen in a, in different ways for everybody, but I 1000%, like I've been in many relationships, stayed in many different guys. And like the, like the one that I'm with, Honestly, mm-hmm. the reason why he is, why we are so amazing and that he is so amazing and that mm-hmm. the relationship is so healthy is because he went through a situation that made mm-hmm. him look at himself and Completely. that, and he did not go and do like heaps of like personal development things and read a million books. It wasn't like that, but it made him reflect yeah. and look at himself Completely. and get to know himself better and realize yeah. what was important in life. And that yeah. is so important for everybody to do mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. I definitely can notice that it's his ability to energetically 
commit to the relationship mm-hmm. and contribute to the relationship, not just on yeah. a call like I'm a dude in a relationship kind of like mm-hmm. not just like there as the masculine, like he penetrates me not just physically, yeah. so energetically and we are so in tune with yeah. each other. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, 100%. It's that like self-discovery piece. Completely. And, you know, like, like what's the birthplace of love? It's always death, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. as we're talking about what allows a man on the, on the masculine and what allows him to be free, it's ultimately the prerequisite of death. And so a man's capacity to love, his capacity to penetrate is going to be directly proportional to how well he knows internal death. Mm-hmm. Because death is always the birthplace of the divine. And again, the guy doesn't have to be, you know, going through all this trauma. He doesn't have to be in personal growth. It could be going through a divorce. It could be, you know, losing a business. It just something, as you say, that requires him to ultimately look at shadow, to ultimately be humbled, to experience some sort of internal death so that he can now be born anew and ultimately have to find himself. And, you know, the energy exchange, it's always energetic, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what are we talking about? You know, the mask, we want him to energetically initiate or be able to penetrate and kind of create a container with his energy. And so a lot of that is a man's ability to find vitality and find life force through death. So that now kind of the energy that we offer and the energy that we can create from is something that's really deep and embodied. And it really comes from something soulful. And now through the death that that guy went through, he has the capacity to always fucking free himself. And so he kind of, in turn doesn't need those other avenues quite as much. So you were just talking, I can't remember the exact word that you used, but you were just talking yeah. about like, just basically in my brain, it was like, you know how these days, and not even, I shouldn't even say these days, but like men can really get on this, like give, give, give. And then even with sex, it's just mm-hmm. like finish, 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 finish. And they deplete themselves all the time. And they, you were talking about life force and they don't have a lot of life force energy. You are so the person to go on the conversation of having sex, like men having sex and not finishing all the time. And on the note of energetic, like I have explained to men before that I've dated about the whole concept. And they're just like, that is a load of shit. Like to them. And it's been the wrong relationship also. Mm-hmm. them there wasn't enough out of sex with them not finishing right mm-hmm. and like I've had that situation before of like there wasn't enough out of the sex if I didn't finish right but then mm-hmm. when you're in that divine relationship we mm-hmm. can just not finish and I don't give a fuck and he doesn't give a fuck mm-hmm. because the energy exchange was like so mm-hmm. much more powerful so can you just explain the whole thing for men to understand about them being able to have that much pleasure with sex and not finish and why that's actually really good for their health. Yeah. And so, you know, what you're kind of speaking to and alluding to, it's kind of this energetic frequency that when you're having sex, that it's almost like this, um, you know, bliss or kind of pleasure that's totally encompassing the space, you know? And so for a guy, a lot of the time, it's basically the amount of movement that he has in his body. Mm-hmm. You know, cause you know, I've had times like with my partner where like, I literally feel the fucking orgasm in my throat. Mm-hmm. Like I literally feel the fucking pleasure, like in my throat mm-hmm. and like literally everywhere in my body. And it's, you know, I'm not orgasming or anything, but I literally yeah. feel yeah. this bliss Energy. all over my entire body. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it's just like, you know, what happens in, in, during sex is like so much energy is moving up and down the spine. 
right? So much energy is moving throughout the body. And so a lot of times when we're able to move energy in our body, that it can create this like all encompassing, you know, bliss and flow and ease. And, you know, obviously if the guy just finishes and, you know, the woman's able to go kind of a million times and, you know, I think of sex too. And the kind of the article that I wrote for you is like, when we're, you know, oh my God, that article, union, by the know, way, I was reading that loud <laughs> and my boyfriend goes, yeah. have you written that about me? And I'm like, no, babe, that's just how good you are. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I love so that. Good. And so, and so it's like, what we're kind of witnessing is the highest aspiration of our power or our soul. We're mm-hmm. kind of witnessing where we want to be able to go. And so it's almost like our soul is being presented to us. And like, this is like the greatest imprint of our power. Right. And so, you know, I think the biggest thing in sex is the energy circulation is mm-hmm. when we're able to move so much energy and kind of hold all that energy in the body, because I think it becomes difficult to hold all that in the body. But I think the more that we're able to move energy in our body, the, the more that we can hold these kind of orgasms that like mm-hmm. are literally our entire body. And, you know, a lot of times for me, the most pleasurable things you're talking about are not even orgasming no. with my partner. It's, it's literally just like being and the presence in the moment. Yes. And it's like lit- literally feeling like this, almost like a divine frequency that is literally encompassing mm-hmm. us. And I think when the sex is really great too, it actually becomes this ecstatic blueprint for our power and our totally mm-hmm. unleashed wildness. But it's also this incredible container for healing. So it's like yes. our adult self is being blasted to the moon and our younger self is also being held in certain ways. So that's when I think, you know, you're having really transformative sex where it's healing you and yeah. expanding you into yeah. like spiritual kind of transcendence at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's important for a guy to, you know, learn to last longer, right. Yeah. To be able to expand that space. Ultimately for a guy, it's be able to expand pleasure, joy, yeah. ease, bliss in his own body. The more that he can actually expand those emotions and actually be in that experience the longer he's actually going to be able to be with it before everything fucking comes shooting out right and i think that's also like tying on to him like having that commitment that we were t- t- kind of talking about at the beginning of like wanting more receiving more mm-hmm. like being more and being committed to like um like being committed to the relationship and to the, to the energy of what's happening with sex rather than just like, Oh, we're just here to have an orgasm and just like get a job done. That is really like low frequency. It's like, no, if you want an amazing relationship, sex is not about having an orgasm. Like sometimes we need to get off. Like it is, but if you're in an amazing relationship, like I'm sure you agree with me, Jamie, like it's the actual Mm -hmm. intimacy of it. That is like the best bit. Like I don't give a fuck about the orgasm. It's just like, I just want your naked body touching me and on me. And I just want to be like, so I I want you to be inside of me because I need to be that close to you. And like, I wish that we could merge even closer because that's the like divine union, right. Where it's just like, you become one. And I totally agree with what you've said about some people might not understand when people say like sex can be healing. It's like, how the fuck can sex can be Mm -hmm. healing? But like when you're having sex with the right person, it, is such a healing experience and it is such a healing container for you to be able to like Mm -hmm. as a woman for you to be able to Mm -hmm. let go and receive and I mean tell me about how it's healing for a man I'm not going to put words in your mouth (laughs) yeah and so you know a great you know as you're talking about this really really great sex and you know at the beginning we were talking about this clarity and commitment like 
that clarity and commitment in the beginning and the energy that you kind of bring to the relationship to begin with is going to set the table for what type of sex that you're going to have, particularly if you're going to have really connected sex. So if you want to talk about it, like, what is the energetic frequency that you approach the relationship with? Love you know, that. and if you have a masculine, if you have a masculine feminine dynamic, you know, in the beginning, was it the guy who kind of claimed her? Was it the guy who kind of pursued her? Was it the guy who's like, fucking you? I want you. You're the one that I want. You know, so it's like, what is that energy like? And the ferocity of clarity that we approach the container is going to determine the type of sex that we're going to have, right? Because the whole relationship is foreplay uh, for sex, right? So if we're approaching it with, you know, just unwavering commitment, and absolute clarity, it's probably a lot more likely we're going to go into the bedroom and we're going to expand our entire relationship, you know, as you say, and it kind of further expands yeah. the intimacy. And, you know, for me and, and, you know, my life and my relationship is ultimately like sex for us represents a, as I talked about, but like an imprint of where we want to go with our power. Mm. So it allows me to be in the space of really directing and mm. initiating and her to receive, obviously like I receive as well, but it's basically like, oh, this is our absolute power. This is a place where we can play with in this container of different roles of allow me to go into a power that I've been scared to go into. Mm. Right. So it's to utterly fucking obliterate her in a loving way that's oh, yeah. really, really safe obliterate, please. For, for, for her to be so fucking to ooze into a puddle of bliss, yeah. a puddle of bliss yeah. and like completely surrender. And, you know, like, for example, like, you know, if I'm fucking her from behind or something yeah. and she's bent over a bed and I have my hands on her throat or yeah. something like that's her feeling in her power mm-hmm. and me feeling in my power. So that's a way that we get to play with energetics that are about our ultimate soul essence's power, right? And so right. what we're being shown usually through the roles that we desire sexually is ultimately something that we're wanting to step into. And that could be that. so, mm. yeah, because it's because it's so healing and inherently, oh, I get to be in my absolute masculine power in a way that I get to hold that in my body. And so now sex becomes this this portal to the divine where we get to open the energetics of the ultimate imprint that both parties are wanting to step into, particularly if they're really sexually aligned as well. And I always talk about this because like society now, it's like you are like, if you, if you're a woman, it's like, you are almost shamed and looked down upon. If you're like, if you want to be really fucking submissive. Right. And if you want, you were to say out loud, as a man that you wanted to like obliterate your woman, you would be seen as a predator. And it's interesting because then we shut down these parts of ourselves. That's our natural inherent desire as like a feminine woman and a masculine being. So we let them come out sometimes in not healthy ways in the bedroom, but it's always telling you like the way that you want to be fucked in the bedroom, yeah. actually yeah. how you want to live your life. And you need to give yourself Completely. permission for that. Like Completely. Dumb isn't just for the bedroom. It should be for like when you're in the fucking grocery store and making dinner mm. at home. Like it should not just be for sex. Mm. That's kind of showing you how you want to be in your relationship and how you're desiring Completely. to feel. And then you need to bring that into your everyday relationship. Completely. Like, you know, all the time on, like I talk a lot about this in um, my Instagram posts and different things I work on. And I'm criticized by some women saying like, it's so offensive and all these yeah. things. And, you know, I, I'm talking about most often my relationship 
where this dynamic puts my partner into her absolute fucking power. So oh, yeah. as I'm being criticized, I'm being criticized. Ultimately, it's criticizing her mm-hmm. for what her desires are and what actually makes her feel potent and powerful. And the thing is, we need to understand what makes us feel potent and powerful. You know, maybe it isn't being railed by our partner or being maybe it's being more in control and that really turns us on. So, but it's about recognizing whatever it is that we yearn for, you know, which ultimately is that source essence within us, which ultimately is like the part of us that really, really wants to come through. And the the big difference is, is that, as you say, oftentimes what happens with people is they explore these dynamics without emotions. And so I think a lot of, a lot of times that's the unhealthy ways we explore these energies where we don't bring emotions into place. Mm -hmm. So we're almost um, compartmentalizing. We're compartmentalizing these sexual fantasies or this imprint Mm -hmm. that I want to go into with the emotional aspect. The portal opens when the ecstatic kind of sexual fantasies and the imprints that we want sexually merge with the emotional. So now what happens is the heart and the genitals are connecting. That's what you open up the body rather than, you know, kind of compartmentalizing the body of like my heart's here. I'm going to keep that here. My, my pussy or my balls are here. I'm going to keep that here. It, it, it becomes one union where everything flows. And now sex becomes a circuit. Sex yeah. becomes a circuit where the two bodies come together. They open up a portal and a channel to, to God or whatever. Yeah. And that's when the merging of what ultimately puts you in that power that you've been afraid of. And usually our power is the thing that we're most afraid of. It's the thing that we're most scared of. And for me, I have a masculine essence and it's very much that I want to be directive. I want to be potent. I want to dominate in a healthy sort of way. And that's not just in the, that's not just in the bedroom. It's with my purpose. I want to penetrate people with my words, with my purpose, all these different things. Right. And so through my own experience, what I've witnessed is that when the two merge, when the sexual and the emotional merge is when the portal opens, Mm. when you bring both those two things together. I love it. And even what you were saying about like, just people giving themselves permission to live in their truth and just be like, have sex the way that they want to have sex. And what you're talking about with your partner, it's like, also, I know we kind of mentioned this at the beginning, but that can even change. And you might not want to, you know, be having like BDSM vibes one day and you might want to like really have intimate lovemaking Mm -hmm. and people won't give themselves permission to listen to what their body is craving because they're so used to like shutting it down and doing something Mm -hmm. the way that they should do something versus listening to what their like soul is craving in that moment. Completely. Like like sex is soul work. Mm. You know, sex is like the ultimate soul work. It's like, as you say, you know, like one day, you know, you're going to be fucking a bush or, you know, you're going to fuck in a bathroom at a restaurant, like on your anniversary. And then you're going to really (laughs) slow, tender lovemaking. And and so I I think that's what makes really great sex is that there's variety is that two people are in tune with their bodies and they're able just to follow wherever that's leading to them. And so whenever, whenever people kind of condemn, you know, what makes people feel powerful sexually, ultimately what they're doing is they're condemning someone's connection to their own soul. And usually people who want to criticize and condemn people for what makes them powerful sexually are people that are quite repressed to their own soul or quite disconnected. Say, condemning their own desires. Like they're probably being triggered by it and they're shutting Completely. it down. They crave that, but they're like, no, it's wrong because that's in their head. So they shut down their own desires. Completely, completely. So, you know, it's essentially soul work. So like, yeah, like we are condemning someone's relationship for the full expansion of their soul, for the full expansion of their desires. and 
you know, maybe we're not actually listening to what's your experience like? Mm. How does it make you feel, right? But everyone filters through their own lens. And ultimately what people do is they're going to condemn and criticize anything that they don't understand or anything that maybe they don't wanna look at. So we're gonna to try to bring things into our own realm of understanding. Anything that goes outside of that, we're gonna condemn, criticize, because it's a way of trying to make ourselves feel safe. But, you know, it's all about just whatever makes someone feel completely in their power. I love that, I love that. I am so excited for my new offering, the Men and Money Bundle. And I cannot wait for you guys to dip your toes in once you buy the bundle you will be able to get access to all the content straight away so that you can start to increase your wealth frequency call in more manifestations heal your relationship with men and to be able to understand men and communicate with them better which is going to help you to also receive from men more and therefore receive your manifestations more it's all linked it's all intertwined all the details are on the website page for you to check out Okay, so jumping to um, other like men and women stuff is what does a masculine man look for in a woman when he's like thinking about like, I want to like find my queen. What would a masculine man look for in a woman? You know, there's obviously like a lot of things. And, um, you know, I would say a big thing for me, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with my partner was, you know, obviously there's this thing that I've been feeling a lot of, and that's, this is my experience, but it's this patience. Mm. It's this patience. And I think this is what a lot of us need is we need someone actually to be patient with us, to love us, you know, meaning giving us the space to come into our own within the relationship. And so it's kind of these, this equal parts that I felt where it's this compassion and this nurturing but also this challenge. There's also this challenge. And this is what I felt in my relationship, which has really stood out where there's space for me to like learn to relate to my inner child, to feel worthy of love. But it's also this challenge to call me forward in certain areas. So it's that mix of her being able to hold me in ways that I've never been held, but also calling me forward in ways that I've never been held. So it's this idea where, you know, say we're rubbing up against our shadow or parts of ourselves that feel unworthy. We have someone who's gentle, patient, and nurturing enough with us to love those parts in a way that they've never been loved, but also calling us forward to reparent ourselves, to take care of our shit, to be able to learn how to be self-sufficient. And so it's kind of that equal parts um, between those two energies of calling us forward into more integrity. And like, that's been the biggest thing for me in this current relationship is that I feel more held that I've ever been, but there's also been enough safety in calling forward for me to step into my power and my ability to be self-sufficient in a way that I never have. And I think, you know, that idea of being held with compassion, nurturing and challenge calling you forward, both those things existing together are, is so powerful because it gives you space to, you know, love yourself and give the love you want, but also to step into your power and to challenge yourself and heal aspects of yourself that you've never healed. You know, that's a healthy relationship, right? Healthy, healthy relationships are fucking hard because the other person isn't going to let you get away with their, with your bullshit or with not being the best version of yourself. But at the same time, they're going to like nurture you and support you in getting there. They just, they want you to be 
your best self and they want to be their best self. So like, it's beautiful though, because that's a growth, that's a relationship with growth, right? You're going to both constantly grow. Things aren't going to feel fucking stale because you're both having that mindset of, I want to be a better version of myself. I want to create more success, more love, more blah, 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 and just continuously growing. Completely. And I think allowing it to be imperfect and messy and, oh, yeah. you know, cause we can, we can move into relationships and have these expectations of people to being a certain way. And, um, you know, I think there's nothing more romantic than going on this lifelong journey with someone where both of you individually are becoming and learning how to be your best selves. Mm. And so that really re- requires a relationship that ultimately has the safety for that growth to happen through space. And so the biggest thing, like in my relationship, I think is this idea of adaptability, where we can constantly adapt in our relationship, challenges come, how do we work through those things? Because adaptability is your ability to die and be reborn constantly. Like, you know, the art of loving is the art of dying, constantly dying, because there's all these mini deaths that happen throughout the relationship. And how do you adapt and move through that to create a new birth? And I think what makes really successful, healthy relationships is that adaptability, where it's not on this expectation or pedestal where we're bringing all the charges from the past, where we're actually really fucking living in reality. And when you live in reality, you can actually begin to create, you're actually beginning to create a love and relationship, you know, where you're not expecting each other to be perfect and the yeah. art of repair. And so really a lot giving fucking, you know, the space for that relationship to be messy. is so fucking. I love that. I love that. So when it comes to like emasculation, you know, that I'm like big on women learning how to not emasculate men. And just like, as a society, we really emasculate men. Um, What does that feel like for you when you've been emasculated before? I always love to ask this question. What does it feel like? Yeah. I like, you know, it feels, it it further exasperates your own shame. You know Mm. what I mean? it further exasperates your own shame. And, you know, what's underneath shame a lot of time is just deep grief. Yeah. You know, what's on for me, what's underneath my shame is a lot of deep grief and mm-hmm. it's yearning. Ultimately it's my yearning to want to be in my power. So like, what is like emasculation? What allows a man to be powerful? It's allowing him to be the hero. It's allowing him to be his own hero. Yeah. And when you don't allow a man to be his own hero, sometimes even your hero, yeah, you're emasculated. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. And so a lot of shame comes up and what's going to, what's underneath that shame is a, probably a lot of grief or a lot of anger that mm-hmm. I want to know what it's like to be in my power, mm-hmm. but I'm not really getting an opportunity, you know, and why are we not getting an opportunity? Probably because the person on the other end is not able to receive. So the person's going to emasculate and be in that arena because if they're emasculating and they're you know, severing a guy's power, what they're ultimately doing is they're negating or avoiding any opportunity to put themselves in a position to have to receive, and then they'd be facing their own, their own shit. And then we just also throw on men. There are no good men, men aren't this, men aren't that. Where's all the chivalry whilst we emasculate them at the same time. So you guys are just in this perpetual cycle of what the fuck am I meant to be doing as a man? (laughs) Completely. There's, There's so many mixed fucking, you know, signals. And, and, and again, it comes down to what we're talking about. It comes down to a couple things, our connection to our own heart and all the guards and protection we have for our own heart and what fucking turns us on. Like, what do we desire? So, you know, if, a, if, you know, women are criticizing men, ultimately the question I would love to ask is what is your relationship to your own desires? You know, cause how much of your 
critique of men is actually about your own disconnection or potentially repression to your own desires. Right. Because if someone is li- if someone's living in the their power, the potency of their own desires, own desires, what's going to happen? They're going to be connected to their heart. They're going to be connected to their bodies. They're going to have a power with mentality. They want to help people rise. So what they'll do is rather than criticizing what men are doing wrong, how can I better support men to step into their healthy power? That's what someone from their power is going to do. So when people are quick to criticize, it's someone that's always disconnected to their own power. And on that note, what would be, what is one of your favorite things to hear from a woman that just makes, whether it's the one, like whether it's the woman that you're with your lover or whether it is just like even me, like someone that you're in a platonic relationship with, what would be one of your favorite things to hear from a woman that just makes you feel like such a man? Uh, that you're powerful, mm. you know, like for my woman, it's like, I desire you so much. Like, like I'm wet for you, you, oh. you know, and like, 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 whatever, like, you know, list. I like keep a checklist of like all the ones that I say that just gets them going. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, Oh my God, you're so fucking sexy. Like you turn me on and it's like, what? Like, really? Like, like, you know, I, I do, but like, it feels so good. And like, you know, outside in, platonic or whatever it's when someone's like you're a powerful human Mm. or you're like a powerful man like you know um you know if I were to hear that on Instagram someone's like oh you're a powerful being or something like that makes me feel really good but like when my woman's just like oh my god like you you you're so sexy or I want you just like we all want to be wanted we all want to be wanted you know yes yes I love that okay cool so last question then this is a juicy one how are we already at the end? Holy shit. How we've been jamming. I've loved it. I want to keep talking. You, <laughs> we can keep going. I got a French lesson in a little bit, but we can keep going. Well, um, how, <laughs> how like tell me this is I'm this is a really big topic of mine. Is how yeah. do masculine men actually make society safer? Because there's a whole illusion that like men make society unsafe, and that is just the actually that's the fucking opposite masculine yep. men make society safer how yeah do you believe that is the truth i think it's a fucking fact if you look at it from a biological level it's actually a fact but yeah jam right. on that so cock heart energy so you know um cock heart like this idea where you're merging the genitals and the heart right mm-hmm. and so ultimately what how do men make society safer um, men feeling safe to be in their power mm. and men finding their power through internal death. Mm-hmm. So this idea where ultimately we have to, you know, and, and that's a very big concept. But so I think to kind of how, how you ground that into maybe a bit more relatable is figuring out what healthy power is. What is healthy power? It's like, you know, if we're going to talk about these, these, um, you know, of men with, you know, sexual assault, I don't want to get into any of that stuff, but this idea where, how do we connect our emotional world and like our sexual world, you know, how, again, condemning those sexual fantasies, you know, a man's in a relationship, how do you play with that in a safe way where he can explore that and is in a really, really safe container. So we need to create like a new imprint of like what being in your power looks like, right? Because if a man is in his power, he wants women to be powerful. He wants everyone to be powerful. Mm-hmm. He wants everyone to fucking rise. So a man that's not in his power needs power over. 
right? Because if I, a man oh, starts I love truly- that pause. A man that's not in his power needs power over, which Completely, is right? where the unhealthy, because men are going to get power no matter how they get it. If they, yeah. if they feel suppressed, that which yeah. we're doing to them, that doesn't mean they're going to stop getting angry yeah. or that doesn't mean they're going to stop trying to get power because that's yeah. what drives them. Like they are directed beings where they, yeah. they need to go after what they want. Like they're different to us. Right. I love that. So if we take that away from them, that doesn't mean they're going to stop trying to get power. What that means is that it's like their, their biology will just take over and then they will right. get the power in an unfortunately unhealthy way. Yeah. So like, what is power over? It's a man um, suppressing his inner feminine. That's ultimately what a power over um, framework is. So, so men who don't want to see women in their power are men who are disconnected to their own feminine, right? So there are men who are living in their unhealthy masculine and are disconnected to their own feminine. So they don't want women to rise, right? Mm -hmm. But a man who's balanced and alchemized between his masculine and feminine, which means that he's integrated, that he's kind of experienced, you know, difficulties in, in his life. He's been humbled. He's gone through internal death to kind of balance his energy, to meet his maker, to connect his heart and his genitals. Now he's alchemized. He wants people to rise. Mm. He wants people to rise because, and it becomes a power with framework where he wants everyone to be in their power, where how he shows up to women is going to be in a way, I want to see you rise. There's so much fucking space for you. But a man that needs to take up all the space is a man who's threatened by power because it's not a man who's truly in his own power. So he feels that if other people in her power, it's a scarcity power framework where if other people in their power, then I'm not going to be able to be in my power. But the thing is there's space for everyone. There's space for everyone. And we all have a different signature and a different offering. And it's about kind of internally going inward to figure out what ours is and wanting people to rise. So that's why like when, you know, if women are shaming men, right. It's this idea where, you know, men who are truly in their power are going to um, empower everyone, everyone around them, particularly mm-hmm. women. And there's going to be so much space for women to blossom into the sacred greatness that they are. I love that. I love that. So we've been talking a lot about like divine sacred union and all that stuff. Can you explain what that means? Like to you, what that means? And yeah. kind of at the end um, throw an explanation in there. That's very like human, like a corporate dude, but I understand. Yeah. 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 So like, you know, and kind of the woo woo definition would be like, it's a relationship where we're finally creating. We're finally for the first time creating. And so what happens in divine is usually it's a course correction or an ending to karma, right? At least a lot of the heavy charges of karma. So always what people do to some degree is we're recreating relationships. That's why people get into relationships where the threshold for intimacy within their romantic container is probably pretty similar to their ancestors, to their parents, to where they come from, Um, you know, potentially even really similar dynamics to, you know, where they come from. And that's very much where we're, you know, karmically recreating, right? And a divine relationship is this relationship where it's entirely unprecedented. Mm. We're in ground that we've never been for ourselves, for our ancestor, ancestors, for our entire lineage. And we're essentially using our love to walk through a dark space with nothing but a torchlight, you know, which is like our own soul and heart kind of guiding us. And so we're creating something entirely new that's never existed before. 
there's no kind of precedence for. And so that's why, you know, um, and we're healing in ways that we've never been able to heal. You know, you know, you could say that our shadow is being integrated in a way that it's never been integrated and our light is being expanded more than it ever has. And so it's finally a relationship where our deepest karma or the parts of ourselves that we've loathed or, you know, have kind of run us as our shadow um, are now finally able to be healed in a way they never have. And that usually comes down to there's so much safety in this new container at such like a deep soul level, um, you know, that we're actually able to step into a whole new frequency. And so like, how would you explain it to a fucking dude, like a corporate group, a corporate guy at the fucking boardroom? It's a very like deep soul relationship. Mm-hmm. It's where like their souls are really, really connected. You know, you could say, yeah, that's all I would say. It's, it's a no, really I love that explanation of like, it, of just like, it's like you're walking in the dark, but your love is what's connecting yeah. you guys. And like, you will never let each other go when the hiccups come up that you don't know how to navigate because you've never experienced it before, because it's also new because you're not just, you know, redoing your parents' relationship, your, your parents' relationship and that pattern you yeah. know that you've got your person there and that you're going to navigate it together and that you're going to accomplish everything together and you're good. And yeah. he's there for you. She's there for you. Like you just yeah. have someone to crush life with and lean on. I just, I love that explanation that you gave. Yes. Like it's basically like we're building a new, a new world. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why you're seeing all these divine relationships happening. Mm-hmm. Literally like, you know, in a, in a symbolic sense, what is happening, the world is burning and dying. Yeah. Everything is dying. And these divine relationships are stepping into, and their love is literally building a whole new planet, a whole wow. new world, a whole new kingdom. And that's what's happening in the whole collective collective consciousness where divine relationships are building a completely new world. And that's really what's happening in a very symbolic sense in the world right now. That's why we're seeing all these relationships. That's why everyone's so fucked up because internally all our karma is being awoken and being like, you're we're asked to try and transmute that karma into something divine, which ultimately is just like your best self, your highest self, right. um, the, the, the self that you've always wanted to been, uh, that you've always wanted to be, but just haven't been able to step into for whatever reason. I love that. Oh, Jamie, thank you so much for your time today. <laughs> Can you please share with everybody how they can find you, um, how they can work with you, how they can get in touch with you, all the important things? Yeah. So I would say just for people to come find me right now on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're going to link that I'll or if I should. Below. Yeah. All, so everyone yeah. Below. Completely. So just find me on Instagram and, you know, and you can just see what I kind of post there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some different offerings that are coming out that are mainly for men. Yeah. Um, so love I love that. Your, your I got plenty of male is, listeners. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a, a group coaching offering that's coming through in the next few months for, for men. Um, I'll just kind of leave it at that, but, um, until I kind of share more details when that comes, but just check me out on Instagram. You can kind of get a flavor for what I'm about, what I write about. Some things are erotic. Some things are, you know, funny and, and, you yeah, know, everyone erotic. needs to read the article that you wrote front. <laughs> it was so right. good. And I feel oh, like thank you. that, put everything that you've talked about today in like words mm, of just yeah. the, the relationship that we all want and that it's available to us, that it's possible, what it feels like, the kind of intimacy that that, like uh, what, what that intimacy feels like and that sex feels like and the permission yeah. to fully um, 
embody your desires basically that we were talking about today like the poem just yeah shares that like to a fucking t oh thank you so much and like i think it's just permission to be in our power you know yeah. what i mean like stepping into our desires and that article was just permission to be in your power whatever that might be and i think we need to get curious about what allows other people to be in their power because everyone has a different framework but it's about figuring out what that is for us and usually permission to be in your power is what opens your body what opens your body and expands your vitality and life force energy that is your divine pathway or the pathway that allows you just to permission to to be your highest self beautiful thank you so much jamie for your time i really appreciate it thank you so much for having me on monica this was a blast and uh feminine spot let's go (laughs) 